three, two, one. Day, but more importantly, more, more importantly, not only are we wearing the same shirt, we are dressed the same. It is the 100th episode, Hyper Kaiju in the house, of the Dennis and Andy show. 100. Can you believe Ooh. it? 100 episodes. Oi, what do you get somebody for the centurion whatever anniversary? I don't even know what you call that. You know what we get? We get to do a show that's live, live from North Carolina. It's the Dennis and Andy show. Woo! Yeah, just think when we started this out, we were newbies. Still are. <laughs> Keep it down. We keep sorry. learning. But we started out going out and buying a mixing board and <laughs> microphones. Stuff we don't use anymore. All the stuff that we don't utilize at all anymore. Figuring out how all of that stuff worked. Um, we were just doing regular old little old podcasts. He says, let's see those new books. All right. You know what? We'll, it is Wednesday. We'll dive right in with the new books. He's here for the – we know what he's here for, so let's uh, – Boom. Uh, Wolverine, it's a dentist book. I believe at this point, unless you're totally new to the show, you know it's a dentist book. It is. It's gala. Um, just so everybody knows, I did post I did post a full review of the issues of the gala, and I just put all five, did it, and then I did a separate full review of uh, the planet, uh, the planet-sized X-Men, which you do want to see that one. That was actually uh, a pretty good one, but this is all still tying in with the gala stuff. Mm -hmm. Happy gala days. Wave X. Yeah, more gala. More X, more Dennis. Yeah, more more X. Too much X, but still X. Oh, look at that. Usually we go through, what, 100 books before <laughs> we get to one of mine? Usually it's like, oh, our 100 books, and I'm dozing off, except for the one, fact I'm the one controlling the mouse. But finally. I bought Infinite Frontier. I'm 100% up front. I'm an art guy. I always say that. I really dig. I'll mess up the pronunciation probably. I think it's Zermonico is the artist. One, besides the fact I think his artwork is really cool, dude has a one-word name. I'm sure that's not his – who knows? I don't know if it's his real name. I know he's not an American artist, but I really like his work. He's doing this six-issue miniseries. I bought number one. It's got Captain Carrot in it, people. I love Captain Carrot, especially when he's not drawn in the cartoony style. I was this close from buying it just because of the art. Um, I, I don't know if the story would have grabbed me or not. I flipped through it, and I sat there, and I'm like, oh, I am so on the line with this one. Do I pick it up or not? So I set it to the side, and I didn't buy it but you'll see what I bought instead. There you go. Um, I hope the story's good. So I come back for two through six. 
Uh, I hope it's, you know, uh, I know I'll like the art. So moving on, Guardians, Dennis Book. Yeah, it's Dennis Book. That's number one. A nice cover by Brett Booth. Yeah, I wound up doing um, the variant uh, cover. I'll pop that one up. Um, just because it's it's Liefeld. So you can see I picked up the variant. I do like all the the, the regular covers fantastic, but I really did want the like the Liefeld cover. I'm a silver surfer nut. And when you got Silver Surfer and Deadpool riding on it with actually it's it's a Liefeld gun sitting there, you know, kinda have to. Kinda have to. I used to be a lot more willing to take a chance on a book when they didn't cost so damn much. Yeah, I mean, that was the part. I mean, that Infinite is uh, $4.99, but it has, uh, uh, you know, it's it seems thicker than a normal 22, you know, 32-page comic, 22 a story or 20 a story. So I think there's a little more beef to it. So that that's fine. And I agree with you because one of the books that I did, neither one of us, I think, bought was the Spawn Universe. That book looked really decent, and I was very tempted. It's another one that I was sitting there going, do I? And then I flipped it over and saw the cover price of? $5.99. $5.99, six bucks for a book, and I was like, ah! Once again, ah, so double-sized. I, I, I want to say it's 48 pages, so it, it is more story, but, you know, it was a, it was a hefty week. You know, with with these price tags, and I love Jimmy Chung's art, and he did the bulk of he that did the main story. book. Yeah, he did the main story, two thirds, I'd say, of the whole thing, and it looks fantastic. But I don't. I also don't know if I want to get back into the Spawn universe, so I set it aside because for me, there will be weeks where I don't buy a damn thing, and then I look for something that I passed up before, so that might happen. Uh, Sword, obviously, if there's an X in the title and a Star Star Trek Enterprise downshot in the corner, we know it's a Dennis book. Well, I will say this. That the Sword book is, um, uh, you know, with a, a bit of a spoiler, they just launched a second Sword station, um, obviously, oh. over Mars. So that's going to be the big spoiler. So now you really have to go in and watch my uh, Planet Size X-Men review. Um, but, uh, yeah, so this book could take an interesting twist. I'll be curious to see what they, what they do. Hyper you said he thinks Spawn is 64 pages, which once again, it's not bad, but here's the thing with new books. What, you know, like I said, if it's a light week, I might go back and go, look, only two books came out this week. I'll get that Spawn or nothing came out. I'll get that Spawn or, and this is sad to say, I go to conventions and now that they're coming back around. You see a lot of stuff in dollar boxes that came out a month or two ago. And I'm like, damn, I could have just taken a chance and maybe found this. So, yeah. And, you know, once again, I just don't know if I want to get back into this fallen universe and stuff. So I like it, but I've been out for a while. They, there'd have to be a really big hook to, to suck me back in. But maybe there is. This is one that we both have gotten. X-Men Legends number four. X-Men Legends number three started the two-issue story arc by the fantastic husband-wife team of Luis and Walt Simonson. Yep. Returning to their X-Factor days. Had to get it. Had to get it. And once again, I had to get there. This one had the Liefeld cover on it. And I looked at it and I'm like, oh, I just love the look of that. So I'm like, again, 
I like the the main cover, but I am now out of my thing of having. I'm out of my comfort zone of having to buy all the covers. So I just decided, you know what? I'm just going to pick up the Liefeld cover. It's a it's a cool cover. I enjoyed it. There you go. Hyper Kaiju loves this cover by Simonson, though. And I like do. Dennis said, it is very cool. Um, I got this cover because it is Simonson. So uh, there's that. Last week, I did pick up the Captain America annual that had uh, Rob's cover on it, though. Uh, Heroes Return. Yes, believe it or not. Of course, Dennis bought it because he got Heroes Reborn 1 through 7. And you know my rant. Ed McGinnis and then Dale Keown and then just a, a different artist for every book except for the backup by Ed just annoyed me to no end. So yeah. I was like, I'm out. So I stopped buying it. Pop culture in the house. Hello. What is up? Oh, he uses the term gentleman loosely. Dennis can hear what you're saying, or I should say be able to read it. That's not nice. I could be like Aaron Rodgers, and I could put on a shirt that says, I'm offended. That's right. But I won't. So Heroes Return, number one. I well, did buy it. Uh, yeah, there you go. But why did you buy it? I bought it for two reasons. One, love Ed McGinnis' art. I flipped through it. I was like, damn it, this is really cool. And two, just from flipping through it, and th this is going to sound weird, but just from flipping through it, I really got the sense of, you know what? I think I want to be able to tell exactly how everything went down without reading three through seven. Because I did read one and two of Heroes Reborn. I have not read number three through seven. And I just had a feeling flipping through this that I'm going to be able to figure out without reading those how everything comes back to the way it should be. So that's why I bought it. And Ed McGinnis. Well, and here's the interesting thing. So for those of you who want to see, I did finish off the full hashtag full reviews of the Heroes Reborn. And um, that's up on our, on our site. You can go see my review of those. Um, I grabbed this book out because I wanted to see this should be the end of it. No other snakes, I think, going through it. And uh, I read it already. I sat out in the in the parking lot because I was early today. And I said, ah, I really do kind of want to read this. So I did read the book right away. And uh, I'm going to say I'm glad that I read it. Um, it tied it up. I will do a quick flip and then a full review on this one. Um, but Andy was right. when he When I came over, he goes, here's my thought from just paging through it. Yeah, you could have probably read the first issue and then this issue and probably been able to piece together a lot of the things that were that were in it. But that kind of goes back to our point from way back when, when I said, this is like a what if story that doesn't need to take place no. over this many no. issues. It was 18 issues, I think it was, when you figure in all the tie-ins and stuff. It didn't need to be. Once again, this could have been a nice, very simple Four issue, like a Kingdom Come, four right. issue miniseries that really was cool, different. It is probably going to have some tie-ins to the actual Marvel Universe. So that was one of the big questions that I had. But uh, yeah, it definitely didn't need to be 18 issues. This is Marvel just sucking our money with a large shot back. That's right. Uh, Shadecraft, uh, Dennis is reading this book from Image. Uh, Lee Garvet is the artist. Um, I'm, I'll be honest, I don't know who the writer is, it, but I know Lee's work. 
So it's good. Um, I'm going to be doing probably when I get back. I'll, I'll get. I'll finish off reading them. Um, we'll see if I if I'm able to. Um, so I'm going to be out of town for a few weeks um, on, a, on a long road trip. Fast. Um, this has been a really interesting uh, book. So I'm, I did a full review of the first issue, and then I'm going to do two, three, and four, and I'm going to wrap that all together for a full review. But I am digging it. I think you guys would, would, would like it. It's, it's a pretty interesting concept. And I think it's some of Lee's best work. Um, I think he's definitely really suited for this type of uh, story. So, um, yeah, there you have it. Yep. Star Trek, that's a dentist book. Enough said. Enough said. No need to go on. If it has the word Star I could um, I could tattoo the word Star Trek and a cool piece of art on my ass, and Dennis would be like, now I have to look at your ass because they're Star Trek. <laughs> that's how much of a fan Dennis is of Star Trek. I don't know. I you, you could put that to the test. If I get back from vacation for my trip, and then you say, hey, dude, I got a tattoo. We'll find out. We'll be back and let them know. Roseanne Barr could have uh, no. Star Trek characters yeah. tattooed on her boobs, and Dennis would actually want to see her topless. Yeah, maybe. Just saying. That's how much of a Star Trek fan he is. I've never read any Star Trek comics before. Where would a oh a gold key hardcover so from the '60s? It it all depends on the. Right. The problem is Star Trek's just not a small one. Which right, series, that's a tough question. You know, if you like the original cast, um, the the he is right. The gold keys, which is what I'm going back and finishing sure. collecting. I own them all in trades. I'm going through and picking up all the original ones. Those are just really old, good, classic sci-fi stuff. The way that they had did it, it I would recommend it. And, and if you if you like those characters, the new IDW stuff that you see. They're taking basically the characters from the movies, but these stories are so much better than the movies. Again, that winds up being a good one. The Next Generation had some good runs in it. Uh, yeah, it just depends on what you like. The, the stuff to stay away from would be the Deep Space Nine stuff they did, the um, Voyager stuff that they did, the older stuff. A lot of that was just garbage. It was just written, and it was just awful stuff. The newer stuff, IDW's current stuff is solid. Uh, Pop says the gold key photo covers were the best. They were awesome, but and I wasn't joking when I said the gold key. I have a couple of the trade paperback reprints of that stuff that, once again, I bought because the artist, I believe, was an Italian gentleman. And the art for the time period that those books came out in the late 60s, you know, when the show came out, early 70s, was phenomenal. Yes. And, you know, they had the likenesses, the rights to do likenesses from the kit, from the actors. So, you know, you've got the likenesses in there. And I mean, they're just classic. So, yeah, if you're classic, you know, Star Trek, that gold key stuff, real quick summation or opinion. What did you think of the Star Trek stuff DC did when they had the license in the 80s? So now, OK, so they, were, they had two runs of it. I thought the first one was really solid. I think I thought they did a good job. Um, they're not worth. You can find the comics really cheap out there in the dollar bins and stuff. Um, but uh, it was a solid one. The second series, not so much. It was all right. It wasn't terrible. 
um, but it wasn't fantastic. They had the Marvel run, which was, um, oh, you know, they came out with that. with the with the motion picture. Yep. So seventy nine eighty. Um, I mean, those were good for what they were. Um, you know, so well, yeah. the, I will say the Marvel adaptation of the motion picture, I believe, was drawn by Dave Cockrum and inked by Klaus Janson, and that's a gorgeous looking book. It is. Even if I'm wrong about the, I know Klaus Janson inked it. I'm almost positive Dave Cockrum drew it, and that is a gorgeous looking book. And a cool little piece of trivia on that is there's some parts in the story where Spock's outside in the suit inside of the inside of V'ger, and they actually that was supposed to be in the movie, and they wound up cutting it and putting it on the floor. So in the comic book, you get to see a really interesting piece of tidbit of knowledge, which never actually made it into the movie. Oh, yeah. look at that. Uh, he doesn't think the old Star Trek animated series gets enough love. That was a clean-looking cartoon. I love that cartoon. I own it. I owned it on the Laserdisc when it came out. Now I do have it on, uh, on, on DVD, the box set of it. Um, it is a great series. Um, it really was what Phase 2 was going to ultimately uh, They did you know, pretty good be. on the likenesses, too, for that simplistic cartoon. They did. They did. They had... Uh, um, the navigator, you know, the guy with the third arm, yeah. you know, they had some pretty interesting things that they did with it. The story, the animations were, were pretty solid for, for what they were at the time. You know, it's funny. The guy with the third arm, that reminds me, I've often been told I have a third leg. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Pig legs. It's stumpy. Yeah. It doesn't really reach the ground and I can't walk on it, but you know, huh. it's the thickness of it that counts. I was going to say Warwick. Uh, <laughs> I was at Willow, the guy who played Willow. Warwick, uh, not done. <laughs> He's Tampa Bay anyway. I was going to make a joke to there. Oh, War yeah, it was Warwick Dunn. What? No. No, Warwick that? Dunn's a Tampa Bay running back. Oh, you're thinking, who are you thinking? Warwick, what was his, something Warwick. From what? Willow, the guy who played Willow. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I was going to make a comment about short legs, but. Anyway, Jules Verne's Lighthouse. This is another book that says, I believe that says issue three. I'm not sure. Yeah, so. The, oh, right here. The Jules Verne. Warwick Davis? Davis, thank you. My brain is complete. Most you can tell I have not slept. Um, run, running on no sleep. Uh, this Jules Verne, this is good sci-fi stuff. I read the first one, really enjoyed it. I was, again, waiting till three, and I'm going to I'm gonna put up a, a, a good review of this. Wait, wait. Are, God, are you guys even real? Real Willow fans. Here, I'll answer first. No, no, I'm not. I don't care anything about that. So that's you know why what? I couldn't I, help with that. I liked Warwick so much that I even liked him in Leprechaun. He played the original now, Leprechaun, Leprechaun. Leprechaun, I remember. But Willow, I have no love for. So don't wow. wow. Yeah, I just don't. Don't care. Ah, it's right Willow up there was, with. Did you like. Oh, oh, God. Go ahead. Name it. It's right up there with E.T. Never saw it. Don't care. Oh, dear God. I was going to say. It's right up there with the Goonies. Legend. Just don't care. Goonie. Oh, you're killing me, man. Legend was okay. Hmm. Chariot 4-5. Already is, read uh, that. Oh, it's the second one I had to read today while I was sitting out there waiting. And I was like, I couldn't get enough. I love where this is going. I can't wait for this to, series to finish off next month so I can finish the reviews on it. I Hopefully, it's it's really good. Work played Wicket and uh, R O T J two. Yeah, Return of the Jedi. Oh. He's the Ewok. The the 
the main Ewok. Uh, oh, character. really? Yes. Yeah, well, I wouldn't know that because, you know, he's an Ewok. Um, oh, come on, man. <laughs> what? I don't care about Willow. Sorry. Poor, poor Warren. Oh, uh, this is another one we both got. Issue four, wrapping up the first story arc. The Bequest. How will it end? The last issue ended with them going to D.C. to blow some shit up. Does it happen? Find out in the bequest number four. I know. Magic versus science. Who's going to win on this one? I can't wait. I, I This has been a very fun series. Um, you know, we had Freddie Williams on, on the show, yeah. and it was great getting to find out how they came off of, find out that they were fellow gamers, which makes so much sense the way that they wrote this. Great stuff. Um, I can't wait to see how this ends. So. Yeah, looking forward to it. This is going to be probably my read tonight. There you go. Uh, Vietnam Horror, number four. I wasn't a big fan of the first one. This is this is a Dennis book. It is totally. It's black and white. I do love the art. Uh, <laughs> What's that from? Is that from Willow? Willow. Yeah, that's why I don't know that quote. Well, Vietnam War 4 is solid. Um, you know, uh, again... Uh, Behemoth put it out. I just love the artwork in it. The story's been fun. Um, as long as they're going to put out a quality story, I can live with the black and white art. Although, you know, you're all not, I'm not a huge fan of that, but needless to say, there you go. Vinyl. Now, I saw this in Dennis's stack, and this is what I decided to pick up for instead of spawn or the andy's infinite book and i will say good choice i didn't see this i'm gonna have to get it it's from a friend of mine doug wagner um the artist uh whose name oh wait who's the artist you got it right steve stewart nope he's the colorist the artist wait, isn't he uh... is daniel hilliard is the artist if i pronounce that trust me dave stewart's the colorist oh yeah well Trust me. He's also the cover artist. Yeah, for the colors. Oh, please. So Daniel Hill, Daniel Hilliard is the artist. Dave Stewart's the colorist. Doug Wagner is the writer. Um, this It's about a serial killer. Uh, if you remember, it was probably three or four years ago, Doug and Daniel, the artist, did a book called Plastic Through Image, which was also about a serial killer. Yeah. Plastic? You didn't believe me? Are you serious? What? If I could remove you from the stream, I'm I would, telling you, I hear, right I hear white me. noise. Well, you should listen to me. I know my. You shit do know your stuff on there. So vinyl serial killer. Um, it has more of an intrigue than just that. It's not like it's just about the killer. Uh, we could all watch Dexter if we just want to do that. Right, but it's from the creators of Plastic. If you haven't read Plastic, I highly recommend it. Um, so good. This book looks fantastic. You know what? We'll I'm just, just going to do a couple of screenshots in here. Um, I'm going to do a quick flip of this book. There it is. Um, it looks great. I mean, this was not on my list, so this wasn't anywhere that, you know, on my list of stuff. So I just happened to walk in today. And then there's a, another one. Oh, doing another one. Not being able to watch Willow in the X Men animated series were only hangups I had about canceling my Diz sub. Uh, uh, I hear you. Yeah, X Men, right there with you. Hey guys, it's our hundredth episode, and we've got a special guest joining the show. Uh, let's welcome on 
Teen Sensation, Billy the Tucci. What's up, boys? Oh, can you fix that layout? There you go. You got it, brother. Like, Billy, ah. this is my partner in crime, Dennis. Yeah, I know, Dennis. How are you? I mean, I know. Yeah, how you doing, Billy? Big fan, big fan. Um, How's it going, brother? It's, you know what? It's it's going good, man. Um, things are pretty terrific, actually. Just busy, busier than a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. I'll tell you that. You know, Billy, I was once told that if I had to have the leg amputated, it wouldn't be that bad because of the other middle appendage I could oh. just use as a leg. Fuck yeah, dude. I totally believe that knowing, knowing you, Andy Smith. Heck yes. Exactly. Heck yes, man. Pop culture says hey. Yeah. Well, congratulations, um, man. Congratulations on you guys on 100 episodes of Big Ring and yelling at each other and telling each other, asking each other if, they're, if you're out of your minds. Exactly. But well, we already know the answer. We already know we both are. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and that's a brothers of four, right? That's right. Hey, are you uh talk a little hockey real quick? Are you Islander? It's you're an Islanders guy, right? That's what I thought. Are they still in it? Yeah, man. We play tonight. We gotta we gotta win it. Uh Tampa is up two games of three. Um, and uh, but we'll win it tonight. We're back at the Coliseum on Long Island. So we're going to beat the piss out of them tonight, and then we'll go to Tampa Friday night. Boom, we'll go on to the Stanley Cup. My prediction, the New York Islanders will win the next six games in a row. Now, Ooh. who could you possibly face in the Stanley Cup? Because It's going to either be the um, Toronto – I'm sorry, the uh, Montreal Canadiens or the Vegas Golden Knights. So, okay, so Vegas now has a team. I never yeah, Vegas, had, yeah, Vegas has a team. They're four years old. I think it's their fourth year, and, this is, and uh, they're really good. They're, they're really, really good. So uh, 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 Montreal's a surprise, but they're playing really well. They're, they're digging into the team culture, into the system. And uh, so I'm looking forward to playing either of them, to be honest with you. Can't wait. Oh, so that's cool. That's that, man. But, uh, you know, just hanging out on a Wednesday. It's a beautiful day. I really don't want to go out. <laughs> I mean, I really don't want to work. <laughs> I know. I know. Over this hockey game. You got Pop Culture Avenger. What's up, bro? Right. Uh, yeah, Brian Trache was my hero growing up, um, and uh, he was one. Of, he was a center for the Islanders, and uh, actually, the first jersey I bought that wasn't Brian Trache's was my boy Matt Barzell's, and I bought him when he was a rookie, like the preseason game, because I knew when they got him and stuff. I'm like, this guy is gonna be great, um, and he's number thirteen. Like that was my number playing hockey. He's a righty. He's a center. Like I played hockey, and I'm like, that's gonna be my boy. And uh, can you still slap on the skates and go around the ice? I want to. I go on the lake, you know, we go on the pond. Okay. And I did this winter with my son, but none of my friends want to play anymore. You know, it sucks getting old. I haven't slapped on ice skates in probably 10 years. I would hit the ice so fast, face first. It's not even funny. Yeah, but it'll come back, though. You, you'll get it. You, it'll all come back. But uh, it's it's greatest sport in the world, if you ask me. Greatest sport in the world, bar none. But enough about me. What's going on with you guys? We were actually just going to, I don't know if you saw, so uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods is filming, and they released what the new costumes look like for the whole cast. So we were going to uh, talk about the costumes from this movie compared to the first movie. Yeah. You would like to see. Yeah, I would. Um, I didn't see the costumes, but I saw somebody post some illustrations or something saying these costumes would you know, like the, the classic costumes, but, oh, yeah. uh, okay. So, so the first one's on the left. The second one's on the right. Yeah. So on the left is the one from the first movie 
And then the right, yeah, is the new one. And I mean, I'm kind of torn. I, I'm not actually torn. I like the first ones better because they do have the little, they have a little bit of texture to the costume. Yeah. But if you look at the second one, the new one, the texture is just so prominent, even from a distance. You yeah. Know? Yeah. In, in my opinion, that's what everyone's doing now. You know, it looks yeah. like, like Superman's costume and all, but I, I am totally digging Mary Marvel's. So I think it's sexier. I think that's, um, yeah. I, I dig the classic, you know, I appreciate the classic right. costume, but it's kind of cool because usually they're like, Manning them up, you know. They make they right. all the all the they're, they're hypersexualizing the men. You know what I mean? Like how tight the men's costumes are, oh, yeah. and the women they're going the complete opposite. They're making the women look more like men too. So it's okay to make the men's the men's costumes tighter, more sexier, you know. But the women they have to like make them more mannish. And I'm well, not here's a, here's the funny thing that I read about the actress. So this is a different actress too. Because oh. in the first, did you see the first Shazam? No, movie? I didn't see it. I didn't see it. All right. So basically, all the kids, when they became their hero counterparts, they obviously had to replace with adult actors. Right. However, the actress that played Mary Marvel when she was a teenager, because she was the oldest one of the group, is actually this actress right here. She's playing both parts in this oh, second she's movie. Grown. Oh, that's cool. I mean, well, Right? I there's mean, that's a, cool that she's old enough is, to play. The rumor, there's a rumor why they replaced this actress from being Mary when she changes, and it's because of a few tweets, and I guess one of them was, and I don't have the window, the article pulled up, but she tweeted about that woman, Ashley Babbitt, that got killed on January 6th at the Capitol. Okay. And she tweeted basically just saying, you know, it's sad that this happened. I feel for your family, you know, for, you know, losing you and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you were just trying to stand up for something you thought was right, you know. And so they that, canceled her because of that? They fired her? Yeah, I mean, that's the rumor from the website I read it on and a couple other tweets. She had other tweets, too, that didn't align with that, uh, that left side. You oh, jeez. Are you kidding me? Right. So that's, like I said, the article was very careful to keep saying this is the rumor, this is only a rumor, but there's no other reason they gave for why she's not in the film anymore. And and they decided for the one character, they can be like, oh, well, she can just be the same person now, you know? So, but I agree, back to the costume. Yes, I like, I, I could do without the tech, like with these two, I could I could tone down the texture to the first one, but I do like that skirt type Wonder Woman deal they have. Yeah, I dig, yeah, I'm digging that too. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it that she was. Um, yeah, you know what? They, they're all fucked up. Let them keep. Sorry, oh, yeah. I didn't mean to curse. If I'm allowed to curse, but no, uh, I don't care. Let them. Uh, you know, you know the sad thing about it is that because they all work for these publicly traded companies. You know, I oh, mean, yeah. the Warner's things like that. Whatever, whoever owns DC now, you know. Right. Um, so there's really no accountability for anybody. Anyone right. who works there, there's no accountability. It's not like working for a small corporation or a small production company or something like that. They're owned by these major corporations with the shareholders, and it's just a giant bureaucracy. Oh, so yeah. they, they can get away with this cancel culture because it's not their fault. Like, well, who fired her? Well, it wasn't it wasn't me, you know, it was so and so, or you know, that sort of you know, like a giant screwed up bur bureaucracy. And that's what's happening right. in Hollywood now. It's disgusting. Yeah.
That's why I did Quentin Tarantino, man. Even though he's main, super mainstream, man, he does whatever the hell he wants. He's got all full power on it. And whether you like him or not, the buck stops with him. Yep. Oh, yeah, totally. Yep. Yeah. Totally. No, I, I kind of agree with you guys on, on you know the original ones here. I love how the lightning at least lit up. You know, because that was always kind of cool in the comics when it was on there and it looked like it was, like, lighting up. And then on the newer ones, eh, yeah, texture, too many armbands. I mean, if you took a look at the blue the versus the teal, I don't know. I, I kind of like the original ones for the more or less, you know, they could have just done it. The capes, you know, capes are an okay length. I don't mind what they did with the capes, but, yeah, eh. Yeah, I mean, they got rid of the hoods because everybody in their original costume, they had that hood that DC gave them yeah. when they redesigned them. So hoods are gone. Capes are longer. I do agree with Dennis. I think this is more color accurate with the comic. Yeah. Than this dark blue. Yeah. 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 You know, they gave a nice special effect in the movie where this was lit up, glowing, the, the lightning bolt compared to just gold metal. You know what I don't like about so what I'm not crazy about, and maybe it was what Josh Whedon did, and you know, Zack Snyder's at all the DC movies, like the Justice League, even the Snyder cut, and you look at the color palette that's going on with these costumes right here, even yeah. going up to the top with Shazam, is that um wait with Captain Marvel, sorry, is that the films are so dark. The palette oh, yeah. is so dark and it looks muddy, doesn't it? I mean, like if you yeah. look at it from far away, it's anything but that golden age, silver age color. They're, they're just dark films. And, and again, I think the color, the palette looks muddy. Yeah. You say? I mean, that's just my opinion. It just looks. Well, Shazam was a little brighter and, you know, obviously the night scenes were darker. Yeah. But I think it could be with just where they took these photos. Um, but I totally agree. Well, I mean, DC, it, that was the thing. As soon as DC films came out, it was just, it's the dark universe compared yeah. to yeah. Marvel, which was, you know, you walk out of a Marvel movie, even, even Infinity War, which had a sad ending because of the snap, you still walked out because of every, because of the color palette feeling pretty good. Yeah. The DC movie, you just walk out of and you're just depressed because it's like dark. Yeah, and it looks like a bad colorist was hired on it. You know, when you when, you know, Andy, when you draw a book, right? And you, you put all oh, this yeah. detail in it and stuff, and then the colorist comes in and they just oversaturate it with the colors and then the printing as well. If it prints dark, you're like, oh. Where the yep. hell are all those windows I drew in? Where's all those bricks, all those blades of grass? You know, they, yeah. just get, they just get muddied up. And that's how I feel a lot of the DC films, you know, I get it with, I guess it started with Batman, with the Dark Knight and all, going all the way back to the Tim Burton Batman. Sure. Um, you know, the Anton First visuals and all that. Oh, yeah. But but that's supposed to be a depressed city, you know? Right. I don't Gotham's think it's different. I mean, you can do that with Batman, but when they did it with Man of Steel, you're just like, yeah, why? Superman is supposed to be uplifting. Metropolis yeah. is supposed to be the shining city mm -hmm. that is totally the opposite of Gotham. Yeah, and even the Flash is dark. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Central City, and that's not supposed to be dark. No, you know, and it's just like uh, whatever. You know, I don't yeah. know. That's just my honey, humble opinion. That said, I saw the new Superman costume for the uh, what is it? The 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 Superman and Lois adventure. What is it? Um, the oh, new oh, yeah. you. Well, Superman and Lois, the show, right? Yeah, and I love that first Superman costume, the one, the classic. You yeah, know, the oh, yeah. I'm talking about that. Why change did, that? I know. I yes. posted about that last night. Oh, because that they did basically, 
they did like a flashback episode last night that just dealt with Superman's origins and Smallville and stuff, Smallville and Metropolis first meeting Lois. And he had that flesher-esque costume with no stupid texture and the classic S and the trunk. Yeah, and I'm just like, that is perfect. Yeah. Why are you changing yeah. that? Yep. And it was, and it was really good how they incorporated it into the show because he saves the kid. It was the green car that came off the bridge. He okay. caught it just like the iconic action comics. He puts it down. The kid looks up at him. He's like, whoa. He gives him his hat back. He goes, nice suit. And he goes, thanks. My mom made it for me. Yeah. And then went, boom. And it was just absolutely classic. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. That's what it's so, all about. That's that's the thing. DC usually gets their usually gets their TV shows right, whereas Marvel gets the TV wrong. And the films and then and the movies right. And then that you flip it because Arrow started off good. Flash started off strong. It's going on eight seasons. I really hope next season is the last one because I think it's getting a little long in the tooth. Um, Supergirl's just a trashy train wreck. Batwoman. Uh, Batwoman, as you saw, you know, uh, uh, what was the actress's name? The original actress. Ruby. Ruby. Ruby, Ruby you know, you, yeah. she quit after one season. Yeah. Now, is she coming back? back? She no, back? but that's the point. They're bringing the character back with a different actress. So it's still gonna be the 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 Cassandra. What is it, Cassandra Kane? No, who's uh, Katie, Katie Kane? I Katie, think Katie Kane. So Katie Kane is coming back, but it's but it's a different actress. Different actress. Because I thought Ruby Rose visually was perfect. She yeah. looked perfect for the role. You know, I I thought she looked great for the role. Um, the second actress. I don't know. Well, they got rid of the red wig, right, on her at least. Yeah, because so that with kind the of black actress, they just gave her. You know, she has her her really. Uh, long hair that just pops out, which I mean, at least when Ruby Rose was in the bat suit with the wig, you could look at it and you only saw this. So you could yeah. be like, okay, that's a different person. But now you're like, wait a second. Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> you're a pretty black woman and your hair looks just like this woman's hair when she doesn't have a mask and sounds just like her. But you know, that, you know, know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, things like that remind me. It's funny. Like, remember when in in uh, the the Batman films, the Dark Knight films, when when Selena Kyle found out that Bruce Wayne was Batman and she knew he was Bruce Wayne. Oh yeah. When he was Batman, he was still using the the Batman voice, not the Bruce Wayne voice. When they were oh, yeah. together. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what the fuck? <laughs> well, it's. It, I mean, it is funny just watching the Superman and Lois last night. That there is a scene where. And this is when they first met. Lois gets her first interview with Superman, and it's it's on TV, so they made it modern instead of just the print, you know, thing. Right. And she's sitting there, you know, interviewing him, and then she goes off off camera. To, something happens. She goes off camera, talks to a friend off camera. And her friend's like, "Hey, you know, I think Superman has the hots for you. She he's eyeing you pretty good." And she's like, "Stop! You know, I'm in love with Clark." It's just Clark that I have eyes for, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking to myself, man, you are just dumb as rocks. Yeah. Because, you know, in the comics, at least Byrne, when he did Man of Steel, I think it was Byrne that came up with the whole idea of, well, Superman, even when he's standing still, he's just kind of really vibrating. Yeah, he's vibrating so you don't get to see exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. But, and, you know, you can't really do that 
in the whole live action thing. I mean, you can. But you can explain it. You can explain what he does. Like, well, yeah. how can you hide your identity? And he's like, but, you know, like, say when, when Lois is interviewing him. You know, and I was coming to the top of my head. How can you, you know, aren't you afraid of someone finding out who you are? And he's like, well, you can't see who I am. Say, like, I'm looking at you right now. But he can say, I'm not my, and grab one of one of those great, you know, classic burn lines, you know, that yeah. I'm actually vibrating at, you know, at, at 100,000 times per millisecond. Right. You're never yeah. going to get a full shot. You, you're never seeing me. And then even, then they can show the camera, like say when it's on TV and maybe even that. You're saying. It's, yes. a little, it's a little blurry. Yes. Like exactly. You do it with computers now. It, dude, it's the whole quantum leap thing. Yes. Where when Scott Bakula jumped into somebody else's body, yeah. we saw Scott Bakula, but he looked in the mirror. And right. that's and then you know they did it right in the beginning and then a couple times through the episode to just reestablish, no, Scott Bakula is actually in the body of this Asian guy or you know this old man or woman or whatever. You know, so you're you're hundred percent correct. They could have easily, even not explaining it, just did a shot through the camera and you see that he's just vibrating like that. So it's not even a question to ask. You're just yeah, like even oh. if he looks in the mirror, you know, just for like I said, for a, right. for a two second shot, three second shot. You know, yeah. you can see it slightly, you know, and he could maybe take his finger and touch it. You know what I mean? Like, wow, this is really cool. You know, yeah. something like even him, he gets a kick out of it. Maybe like, wow, this is going to work. Clark yeah. Clark takes Lois to to visit Ma for the first time when he introduces the two of them, and it was really a cool scene because she's like, you know, we need to. Uh, I, I want you to. I'm going to tell her, Mom. I'm going to tell her who I am, and she's like, Whoa! Once you do that, you can't take it back. So then they do a cut scene and they're outside, and I fully expected Clark to go, Lois. <laughs> oh, it's Superman! You're the same! I so expected that. That's what I kind of was hoping they were going to do just for fun. But no, all of a sudden he just lifts up and he just starts floating above the truck. And, and she's like, and I'm like, okay, see, that's way cooler than the whole glasses. Yeah, thing. yeah. <laughs> or, or it could be like the old Starman. If you remember Starman from the 80s, you know, when Superman guest starred and stuff on there. His ability was he would just go in and change his shape. He could just change his face to whatever. Mm. Right. You know, or, and he could even say, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, I, no, go ahead. I'm saying he could even say that one of the pleasure, what one of the things I like about being Clark is that I'm off duty. So I can right. relax, you know, maybe, or, you, you know, like I don't have to, I don't have to, you know, s subconsciously keep myself in that state of, of, of kinetic, you know, constant kinetic energy, you know, that sort right. of thing. Like, an, like, an, like he's on an eternal state of a kinetic energy or so, right. I don't know, something. I mean, it's, you could go all the way back to, um, I can't remember if it was Superman or Superman two where Christopher Reeve did that great transformation just from body posture when he was wearing the tux. Oh my God. And he was How about to tell us. Oh, yeah. Remember he was yep. wearing a tuxedo. Yep. And all he did was turn around, straighten up, puff the chest, yep. take the glasses off, and you're like, holy crap. That, yeah. You know? Absolutely. And those movies weren't mud. <laughs> no, right. those movies were Remember the, the night mean, scenes with all the lighting, true. right? Yeah. You know, the scenes at night that they lit up from the city lights from Metropolis and everything cool like that. And, you know, yeah. now it's just mud. Just mud. It is. I would hire totally that colorist. 
<laughs> exactly. Get them, get them out of there. Get them um, out of there. Did you see the? Um, I talked about this this morning on my my mornings with Andy show. Did you see the? Uh, Scarlett Johansson is talking how she was looking back on it. I was, I was, Black Widow was just sexualized in Iron Man 2. You know, Tony Stark literally said, I want some, talking yeah. about, you know, her character. Yeah, and I want like, one. Yeah, I want one. That was, and that, yeah, I want, and it's like, well, you do understand that Tony Stark is a womanizer at yeah, that point. Yes. And, and he didn't know you were a top secret shield agent at that moment either. And he was just like, yeah, I sleep with, literally he said in the first Iron Man movie, he made his way through the whole Maxim calendar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, but she also didn't mind though with that walk when, when if you saw that 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 little video, it's like a, it's like a, uh, a gif now, I guess. Is it a gif or a gif? It's a gif, right? He says know. gif. I say Jeff. Okay. I think it sounds better. <laughs> I I sound like butter. Butter. Anyway, so when she does that walk and they're all looking at her, they're like, show us that walk. Do that walk. You go, or she was saying this is kind of walk. And then she walks right by and they all look at her. Yeah. Hey, man, come on. That's what men do. That's what women do. That's what you strut. You know, women strut. Come on. There ain't nothing wrong with that. And not if only that, wrong, but... I don't want to be right. That's right. Not only that, but I pulled up screenshots of every movie Every origin movie with the guys, they're shirtless for some reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Captain America ripping apart the the you know the wood stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Out of, the, out of the 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 chamber. Come on. He, oh, he comes out of the chamber in that scene when he walks out and Peggy touches his chest. Yeah, remember that? That was <laughs> from what I read, that was an ad lib. Yeah. The actress, oh really? I remember her name, but she just did that. She was like, "Oh my god!" And yeah, she just did it. You know? <laughs> well, you know he had the gym right really there. Too. Yeah, yeah. So you know he had the gym right there too, though. You know they got it on the oh, side, yeah. so he's like, "All right, you got to pump up, get ready for it." Ain't nothing wrong with that, you know? No way, man. You know, that's like that movie. Remember Liar Liar, where uh, oh, he's yeah. talking to his daughter, and, and his daughter says, "Well, teacher says that real beauty's on the inside." He goes, "Oh, honey, that's just something ugly people say." <laughs> That's just something ugly people say. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, they even had Chris Pratt take his shirt off. No, yeah. it's not even Chris Pratt. They even had Paul Rudd do a shirtless scene in Ant-Man. Paul Rudd Paul got effing Rudd. <laughs> you know when they're showing... doing professionals without our shirts on. I'm there. I mean, Grant was yeah. shirtless. Up. I was going to say, I think Chris Pratt was shirtless in Parks and Recreation, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Before he got buff. Yeah, that's a that's beer drinking Chris Pratt. Now he's that's right. right. Keto diet, you know, I don't know. I don't know he's drinking vodka or tequila drinking Chris Pratt. Because you know that guy, he pounds some. Oh, dude, it's funny. When he came back, I don't know if you ever watched Parks and Rec. I have watched it, yes. I love Ron yeah. Swanson, bro. Oh, dude, Ron oh, Swanson's the man. The best. But when Chris Pratt came back after filming Guardians of the Galaxy 1, um, one of the – it wasn't Rob Lowe's character. It was – it was another character on the show said something like, wow, you look good. What'd you do? And uh, Andy, his character on Parks and Rec, all he said was like, oh, I just stopped drinking beer. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, I just stopped drinking beer. 
Well, you know how he got the part for Guardians of the Galaxy? Because he interviewed, you know, he did the audition for it. And it didn't go. They, they're like, we like you, but yeah, you're not what we're physically looking for. And, it, and he goes, look, give me give me six months. I will drop 50 pounds and put on muscle and I, I will be there for or 30 pounds, 30 or 50. Yeah. And then they're like, what? And he goes, well, if you can do that. And then sure enough, he came in and they walked in and they were like, ta-da. And they're like, you're it. You got yeah. it. Yeah. Well, that, you know, and this is how stupid and, and short-sighted they are. Because remember when Christopher Reeve auditioned for Superman? Oh, yeah. He was like, he's like 6'2", six, 6'3", six, and he weighed like 150 pounds. Yeah. He's really skinny. And they're like, okay, we're putting you on a high-protein diet, and you're going to be training for the next six months. We're going to turn you into Superman. He's like, far out. Okay. Exactly. You yeah. know, but they tell an actor today, though, yeah, you're just not physically what we're looking for. When you can just drop weight or gain weight, you know, it's just ridiculous. It totally is. Yeah. Um, I would love it if somebody was like, for the next six months, all you have to do, and we'll pay for it, yeah. is get up, eat what we tell you, and go to a gym. That's yeah. all you have to do. And I'm like, wait, I don't have to work? And they're like, no, your work is going to be going to a gym. I'm like, okay. I'd love that. And yeah, and we'll cook, yeah, we'll cook your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner. We'll bring, you know, Wolfgang Puck or some other celebrity chef will take care of it for you. They probably, I'm sure they put him up in a condo or something because I'm sure they didn't buy him a house. I'm sure, you know, Warner's had a condo, you know, sure. whatever. I'm sure they do for their starlets and, and budding stars. So they put him up in that. And, oh, and by the way, you might be getting new scripts every uh, couple of weeks to look That's at some right. other scripts for what we have coming on and the Superman film. Just don't talk about Superman. Okay. That's right. Exactly. And if I was no, no, no. I, it's like Rocky Four. Just send me to Siberia. I'll do it the old-fashioned way. <laughs> no thanks. I mean, that's what I do now. <laughs> I hear you. Except it's nice out now, so there's no uh, yeah, no snow. yeah. There's no snow, and you don't have to run around in a in a uh, Irvin jacket, World War II bomber jacket. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Man, I was in Syracuse over the weekend, and uh, I hadn't been up there in the summertime in years because we usually go up for Christmas. It was nice, nice weather. It was very nice. I just don't yeah. like that twelve-hour drive. Well, so. yeah, dude. I can't. Well, we're going on vacation in August. We're gonna go because of uh, we were supposed to go on a, on a, away um, to an yeah. island, but it was canceled last year. We put a thousand-dollar deposit down on oh. it. And um, now we're on a waiting list, but because of everyone who missed their vacations last year and the people that booked this year, we're on we're on this waiting list at this hotel. We go. We're supposed to go to Aruba, you know, oh, yeah. to take the kids on a vacation. And um, well, that's not happening. So we're gonna go to Hilton Head. Oh, nice. Yeah, we've always wanted to go. We've never been there, so we're gonna and we're gonna drive, pack the boys up in the in the old uh, my wife's um, hotel car uh, Traverse, take a nice uh, 12, 13 hour drive down the Hilton Head. We were just there a few weeks ago because, uh, well, a few months ago, take it back, a couple months because my family, some of our family from Syracuse came down, stayed at our place, and then the next day went to Hilton Head. And then a day later after we were home, my wife was done working, we drove to meet him for the weekend. Nice. So, how, how far is that for you? Uh, maybe four. Oh, four wow. That's far. Okay. That's no, far. it's not that far at all. So I'll, you know, let me know where you go. I'll stop yeah. you. Um, we're staying at a resort. We're saying, hey, honey, Deb, Deborah. I guess she's not in her office. Um, 
Uh, I was staying at some some resort. So yeah, come down, spend the day. Have yeah, you definitely have to let me know if we're yeah. around that weekend. Yeah, um, well, yeah. Because right now the only the only plans right now are uh, for August or MegaCon. Dennis and I are driving down. Okay. And uh, I got a table and stuff. So you got any other shows you guys are doing? Uh, you know, besides, I assume Baltimore. Nice. And then, um, well, Heroes is is kind of on. It's just not the Father's Day weekend Heroes that we know and love. He's he moved it uh, November. to November. Yeah, um, okay. it's going to be a two day. Um, but hey, it's better than nothing. Yeah. So yeah. as of now, MegaCon, hopefully Baltimore. Because I mean, I've done Baltimore every year except for yeah. obviously last year. So hopefully Baltimore and then Heroes Con in November, two days. All right. Well, I'm doing Baltimore. Yeah. So oh, yeah. um we're definitely doing Baltimore. We're doing I'm doing um uh Terrific Con with Graham. It's gonna be yep. there up in Connecticut at Mohegan Sun, which yep. is a great show. And I'm doing Baltimore, New York Comic Con, um a winter con, a small con by me, and that's it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's too much to do, but uh but Heroes Con, not Heroes, um, for uh, Baltimore, let's all go out, man. We do a men's thing after. We all smoke a cigar. Oh, yeah. so we, we do our Stem and Stein Club, we call it. So everyone's got a stem. Yeah, you either got a cigar or a pipe, and then you're steined. You either get your beer or your scotch. So yeah, man. Uh, yeah. it's going to be fun. We all we all hang out on that second floor balcony. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's wet. It's always beautiful. And uh, we light them up. I don't know if you did that with us last last two years ago, but uh, it's a good time, man. It's a really good time. Yeah, dude. No, Baltimore is always fun. So, yeah, definitely have to do that. We all go out to dinner. That's usually what we do is, like, my wife gets tired of me. So, like, the guys, we all, like, do a men's thing. We go to dinner, and then we go have our cigars and stuff, you know? Yeah, dude. Drinks and cigars. We have a real good time. Yeah, definitely. We got here. Uh so you doing a small Harrisburg con? Know anything about that? No, I'm not. I'm not doing that. Um, uh, no plans for, for that. I, I'm not sure what that is. So I yeah. think that's the con I did once before, uh, which was great. I had a great time out there. But no, I just, you know, you know what it is? And what's cool, Andy, is is publishing again. Oh, yeah. And, you know, is putting our books together. And we ju we're just about finished. We did these metal editions, uh, which are the, our high-end books. Mm -hmm. And we just had so much problems with them, with, with the printing that came, because you had to print them separate from the main run. And yeah. the first ones that came out were too dark, and then all of a sudden you get pushed back to the end of the line. You know, so they just came in over the weekend, and we just got about 100 of them out. We're probably going to get another 300 of them out this week, and we'll be done with our uh, – with, with the for the most part, we'll be done with the fulfillment for Shihaikyo. And cool. I just dropped another 100 boxes off at, at the post office. And then we launch our on the bus. Uh, I think the next week we we drop our omnibus next week or the week after that, either the first week in July or the last week in the thirtieth, or you know right before Fourth uh, of July weekend we'll launch. Nice. And, uh, but that's a big book. And then I've got you know the the, the follow up to she. But so it takes up so much of your time publishing and doing the crowdfunding and Indiegogo and man, it's a lot of work, but. It's so rewarding, ain't it, dude? It's so oh, crazy. dude, it is. I've got – I should be getting tonight from the guy – I'm using the guy that did Graham's video to do mine for First Man Volume 2. Okay. And I should be getting the final version tonight because, we, you know, there were a few things back and forth. You know how it is. Yeah. But, I, you know, as soon as I get that final version, I'm putting it out there. So uh, 
and probably let it float out there for another couple weeks or month to get more signups and stuff and then launch volume two. So, yeah, we're going to launch our uh, pre page, our pre launch page tomorrow. Oh, cool. Oh. For the omnibus edition, 464 yeah. page hardcover. So, I uh, got all the files. I mean, the files are all sent to my designer. So, she's basically just going to put it all together. And uh, I want that book done before we launch it and send it to the printer for to get the proofs done and everything. Yeah. You know, so as soon as we're ready to go, as soon as that campaign ends, and we get, because it's probably going to cost, $34,000, I think, because if it's a hardcover and it oh, yeah. just costs, it, it's cost, it, it makes sense to print an extra, I'm hoping to sell a thousand of them, but it makes sense to, to print two, three thousand of them. Oh, oh yeah. Because the price yeah. goes down so much, but then that's oh, still yeah. like $30,000. So we're hoping knock on wood, you know, I know you make that money to, to print them. But uh, once we get paid from Indie, because it's a lot of money, but once we get that money from Indiegogo, and Kickstarter, I'm going to do both because that's what we do. Uh, you know, we, we send that check and say, go to press. And we'll get that book out by September and then launch the next She-Book in October. That's cool, so, man. That's and next year we're cool. doing four. Next year we're doing four campaigns. Oof, year oh, we did three, wow. Next year we're doing four. So, psych. I get two this year. I'll be happy because I'll, you know, I'll have this one. I'll have First Man obviously go, you know, run, but I won't fulfill it until – probably March of next year. So yeah. So yeah. So, but you know, I've been working on it. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, let's see. He was at the Nassau comic bash a few weekends ago. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. yeah, the comic That's bash is my buddy Randy's show, Randy house's show. And, uh, we'll be doing that again. Uh, when he yeah. has it, uh, that's a great show. He has it at, a um, in Nashville, New Hampshire, the has uh it's at the Holiday Inn and the convention is in the ballroom of the Holiday Inn and there's a pirate ship that was from a movie or something that is inside like they built the ballroom around this pirate ship. It's got oh, wow. three mass pirate ship or two mass pirate ship and the bars on the pirate ship. It's awesome, Ooh. man. And then he has like a Halloween party and we all it's it's a great time. I did it with Fraga last time, Jimmy Pomiati, Amanda Connor. Frank Thierry and uh, Sean Murphy. And it was a good time, dude. It was so much fun. That's awesome. You had a blast. Dude, so, that's really cool. Good times, man. That's cool. But yeah, uh, someone's going to add. That's going to, yeah, that, that is going to be a, a hardcover. Our Omnibus edition is going to be a hardcover. So, how many pages is the first? Are they? 464. It's the first, <laughs> first 16 issues of She. So, I probably, I think I published close to 100 issues. So wow. uh, we'll probably have like five on the bus editions all lined up. And we already are, you know, we laid out all 2022. I'm booked into 2024 because we did our 2022 and 2023. And it's like, oh, hey. a lot. that's a lot of work. So hopefully, and thank you all, you guys watching. Thank you for supporting us and allowing us to do it. Because I got to be honest, I'm so disenfranchised with, with the mainstream, with the big two and how they treat their creators. And uh, I'd rather just, you know, I got into this business self-publishing. Right. And, and I'm loving every minute of it. I got to be honest with you. And uh, and then also we're planning of getting our books into the mainstream, going, you know, going back to Diamond. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I might, uh, I don't know, what, what do you think of this? Maybe go through Image. You know? Um, I mean, if they'll have you, why not? Yeah, they'll have I me. Assume, I assume they still do that flat fee. Yeah. So, you know, then it takes all the all the hassle out of dealing with diamond. 
Yeah, and then we, you know, we focus on the crowdfunding, you know, on the Indiegogo's and the Kickstarters. And then once that's done, I got a whole book ready, and I and if Image will have me, you know, because I do see they are doing that thing, publishing so many so many people's books. Oh yeah, go with it. See, you know, if they'll have me, go with Image with it. Yeah, yeah. You know, why not? You still put your logo on it as well. So do you? Oh, cool. That's even better. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I assume you can do that. I'm pretty sure you I can. Think do so. it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think Image and Crusade. I think other Maybe people like there's a little studio or something like that. Well, I mean, I know like doesn't um well shit, what comes out through Skybound now? I was trying to think with Kirkman Skybound, and I know yeah. Kirkman is a different he's a partner. Yeah, he's, he's a, a partner and stuff, yeah. so maybe that's different, but yeah, and I'm friends with Silvestri, so maybe I even, you know, I could put it through through Top Cow, maybe. I don't well, know. I just, want to know. How much is that baby going to go for an Indiegogo? You got that figured out? What? The the oh first yeah, I think, yeah, we're gonna do twenty four. Yeah, because it's we're using real premium paper and it's going to have a dust jacket. So I think the I think the first twenty four hours might sell for like fifty bucks. Oh, nice. And then after that, it's sixty bucks. Or oh, we're right. doing the Debbie. So it might be fifty nine ninety nine because it's moss. Ma oh yeah, oh yeah. So we might do it as, at fifty nine ninety nine, and then it's sixty nine ninety nine. Or we might do it if we can get it down to fifty bucks, you know, forty nine ninety nine for the first twenty four hours, and then do fifty nine ninety nine. That'd be great. But we gotta see if we could do that. You know, we gotta. We, Debbie's still doing the shipping, and because okay. it's, it's a lot of money doing a big shipping. Book like no that. You know, shipping. I can't even imagine shipping a book that fat out. <laughs> yeah, gonna, yeah. That you gotta look in the boxes. That's no. That's no Gemini mailer. Yeah, King's Gemini's man. <laughs> so uh it's gonna be fun and, you know you drop it off a bill off a roof it'll kill somebody exactly <laughs> exactly so that'll Turn be good velocity baby yep so cool man hey well thanks for popping in we're actually going to wrap it and uh and go get something to eat like we always do after the show there you go well congratulations you guys are great i love watching it really Thank you, Billy. and uh i gotta say uh i know you know Overall, you guys do end up agreeing most of the time, and I agree with basically 95% of everything you guys say. Oh, well, that's good. So, yeah. yeah. So, well done. It's that It's that, It's that. that little percentage where I keep telling you to shave your head and you disagree with me. That's where that, that disagreement comes in. I want to get a mohawk. Get a mohawk? Oh, no, you know what you have to do? <laughs> I just saw photos of these weirdos. Um, what you have to do is grow a full beard, right? Dude, and then shave everything behind it so you I have a ring of hair. I saw that. What a bunch of assholes. It looks like they stuck their head in a toilet bowl. They stuck their head in a toilet bowl, and they got the ring of piss and shit around their head. Sorry. <laughs> like there was one of them. We saw the same picture. One of them, one of them I actually looked at and was like, all right, you actually look like you're pretty tough, and nobody would say anything to you. But the rest of them, I think there were eight of them. The rest of them, I'm like, you just look like a bunch of dumbasses. Yeah, yeah. I guarantee he looks a lot tougher with with his head just shaved. Oh yeah, yeah. And not a, not a ring of, of shit around his face. All right. Well, if I could grow hair, I would do that, but I can't. So I think I'm going to get Dennis to do it. There you go, Dennis. So. I can't grow a beard. What? I shaved. If, if you look at me close, I think I shaved. What's a Wednesday? I think I yeah. shaved Sunday. Father's Day shaved. Wow. Or maybe Saturday night. No, no, it's Saturday because we went to the hockey game. I mean, I shaved Sunday, so that's me from Sunday. <laughs> Damn. I'll be honest. I saw you Saturday, you know, the pictures you posted, and I couldn't even tell you weren't shaving then. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, probably didn't shave for a couple of, you know, half, you know, five, six days before that. 
You are Teen Sensation Billy Tucci. Teen Sensation Bill Tucci. Teen right Sensation. <laughs> All right, boys. I'll see you guys later. Thanks for having me. Yep. All right, Billy. Congratulations, man. Hope to come back on the show again. You got it, man. Billy. Take Bye, care, buddy. Brother. Thanks. Bye. Yep. Bye, man. Bye. Well, that was very nice of Billy to pop in. And that was a surprise. That was a nice surprise. Billy's a great guy. I just our hundredth episode surprise. Our hundredth episode. Well, I expect a hundredth episode surprise when I turn this camera off. Not from him. I don't know what you sickos are thinking. And, and Helen, oh, I hear the garage door. She heard you. She's, She's leaving. Maybe my assistant. <laughs> I think my assistant Christine, Christine might have to give me a hundred day surprise. Wait, wait. I, I think she just left you. <laughs> no way. She's over there filing. Get back to work, sweet tits. That's right. I can call her that. Everybody's like, who's this Christine? All right. I'll show you her <laughs> modeling video. People always ask. I hear Christine used to be a model. She was. Here's her video. Picture. There you go. No, I don't. Oh, damn. Um, that is uh, that is Christine. Oh, this isn't funny. Christine does not make babies cry. That is ridiculous. In fact, I have it on good authority. Our show was so good. That's right. That's how good the show was today. So I don't want to hear any of that stuff. Hyper Kaiju says, I need therapy now. <laughs> you mean a crowd of clapping? So hot. Makes you need therapy? So hot, so hot is right, pop now, culture. Now, now I have to question your judgment. <laughs> uh, Michael says, happy 100th. Andy looks even older than that. I know, right? I think Christine might actually be introducing the Mornings with Andy show tomorrow. So for you guys, you'll get to see her tomorrow. Um, hey, Michael, just so you know, I, I, I sent you the email back. Um, I had gone to the Van Gogh and I had done a, a few shorts on the channels. If you guys got to see it, it was the immersive Van Gogh experience. And Michael had emailed me. He goes, hey, just letting you know, you know, Van Gogh looks a lot like Andy. So I did do a reface uh, just before the show. But um, unfortunately, I didn't. We, we didn't get it uh, uh, up in time to do it. But you'll see the picture. I, I wound up doing Andy as Van Gogh. I make a good Van Gogh, except I'm not cutting my ear off. Yeah, the, we'll, we'll do the pre-ear cut. I'll cut my nut off. I only need one actually now. So. Oh, I thought you already were down to one. So. Oh. Wow. Just wow. <laughs> wow. I can't believe you went there. Um, all right, guys. So uh, put the lotion in the basket, Christine. Oh, and rub exactly. it. Exactly. Oh, my God. Well, the next couple of weeks are going to be rough. I'm going to leave them for a 16-hour a, a drive, and then I'll be gone for a couple of weeks. I'm going to try and hop on. Um, uh, just don't know how regular it will be up in, you know, the, the area known as Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, but – Getting some bratwurst, some lots of cheese, going to be bringing some home. Um, so I will try and hop on. I'll try and get some of my stuff. Oh, I did want to address one thing quick. I got a number of people asking when I do my quick reviews and full reviews, how come 
they're like, Dennis, do you use your actual books? So when I do them, I sit down and actually flip through the books for everybody to see them versus some of the guys online who, you know, they just take digitals of everything and they do pictures and stuff like that. For me, I like the regular books to flip through them and do them because number one, I actually purchase all the books. As you guys see every week, these are all books that I physically own. I physically own the books, so I would rather show you the physical copies and go through the, the stories of them, you know, versus, you know, me just copying, pirating something and do it. If I do reviews on them, it's because either I own the books or Andy owned them, has loaned it to me or vice versa. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm all about the books. I will review and try everything that I can. I can't afford every book out there, hence why. If you saw the beginning of the show, why I didn't get Spawn Universe or the Infinity Book because, eh, just too much money. So I just right. go with the books that I'm going with. So anyway, that will hopefully answer some of your questions. All right, guys. So like Dennis said, he's going on a vacay. Michael wants to know, you're driving that Packer car I sent you? No, oh, it would break down. A great it would break too. down before he got out of the driveway. Of course not. No, it doesn't break um, down. It runs on cheese. Exactly, which means it's not going anywhere. Um, so Monday might have something. Wednesday next week, if Dennis can't join, I will definitely be on solo talking about stuff on the Dennis and Andy show. Thank you very much, Hyper Kaiju. Um, just stay tuned. Like and subscribe. Hit the notification bell so you know when we go live. And uh, one other thing before we wrap up. One thing. One thing. For those of you that have been uh, texting, emailing, whatever, about Fortnite, Andy and I have kicked it around. We are going to come up with a plan. We're going to release. Um, we're going to do a contest um, over the next probably month or so. And you guys, we are going to give away all six codes for Fortnite. So from issue one through six, and if you get all six codes, for those of you that play Fortnite, you get this really cool something special for having all six codes. So we're going to increase our, uh, we want everybody to hit the like and subscribe button. We want you to leave comments on, on our uh, podcast and our live streams and say, you want to be entered in for the Fortnite uh, giveaway for the codes, the Fortnite code giveaway. And then um, we'll give more details as it comes closer. So start doing it. And then we're randomly going to pick one uh, out over the next uh, probably month or so. And somebody's going to get all the codes uh, for it. Woo! And last but not least, First Man, available now. 64 pages of fun-filled comic book action. No Woke BS, and the program book, Guest Artist Drawing First Man, as well as behind-the-scenes layouts and sketches that went into making the 64-page graphic novel. Shipping out daily. Links in the description below. Thanks for joining us, guys. We will see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.